Hello and welcome to another episode of Galatians 2-5 Christian Talk. Living the Christian life isn't always easy and can be confusing. Join me now while we talk about a biblical perspective of Christian life and how to live it out in an ever-changing world. I'm your host Mark Kublank and this is Christian Talk. Hello and welcome to another episode of Galatians 2-5 Christian Talk. This is your host, Mark Kublank. And we are going to start out the way we always do with a word from the Puritans. Supreme ruler of the visible and invisible worlds, my heart is drawn out to thee for thy amazing grace and condescension. Thou hast kept my conversion fresh before me. That season of my first spiritual comfort when I passed through the Red Sea by a way I did not expect. I rejoice then for that unthought of passage that delivered me from the fear of the Egyptian when I had almost despaired my life. I rejoice now as these things are fresh and lively in my mind. My soul melts when I think of thy days of old with me. When a poor worthless creature without wisdom or direct or strength to help myself was laid under the happy necessity of living upon thee and finding thy consolations large. Thou art my divine treasury in whom all fullness dwells. My life, hope, joy, peace, glory, end. May I be daily more and more conformed to thee with the meekness and calmness of the Lamb in my soul and a feeling sense of the felicity of heaven, where I long to join angels free from imperfections, where in me the image of my adored Savior will be completely restored, so that I may be fit for his enjoyments and employments. I am not afraid to look the king of terrors in the face, for I know I shall be drawn, not driven, out of this world. Until then, let me continually grow and burn out for thee. And when the last great change shall come, let me awake in thy likeness, leaving behind me an example that will glorify thee, while my spirit rejoices in heaven, and my memory is blessed upon the earth with those who follow me, praising thee for my life. Okay, before we get into our study here, I would just like to ask you all, whatever podcatcher that you're watching this on, if you could leave a review and give me some idea of how I'm doing and let other people know whether you like this podcast, I hope you really love it. I haven't heard any complaints yet. If you would please go ahead and leave a review, make it a five star if that's what's in your heart to do. That way I can maybe reach some more people with this message. Okay, so originally we were going to do two of the I am statements. We were going to do I am the door of the sheep and I am the good shepherd. However, as plans do change as I find out when I'm doing this, we're only going to do the first one where he says, Truly, truly, I say to you, I am the door of the sheep. There was a whole lot 
more meat there than I anticipated in these 10 verses. I'm going to go ahead and read John 1 through 10, which we will be covering today. Truly, truly, I say to you, he who does not enter the sheepfold by the door, but climbs in by another way, that man is a thief and a robber. But he who enters by the door is the shepherd of the sheep. To him the gatekeeper opens. The sheep hear his voice, and he calls his own sheep by name and leads them out. When he has brought out all his own, he goes before them, and the sheep follow him, for they know his voice. A stranger they will not follow, but they will flee from him, for they do not know the voice of strangers. This figure of speech Jesus used with them, but they did not understand what he was saying to them. Verse 7. So Jesus again said to them, Truly, truly, I say to you, I am the door of the sheep. All who came before me are thieves and robbers, but the sheep did not listen to them. I am the door. If anyone enters by me, he will be saved and will go in and out and find pasture. The thief comes only to steal and kill and destroy. I came that they may have life and have it abundantly. We're going to go ahead and start out with verse 1, and we're going to read the verse, and then we're going to um, dissect the meaning of it. So verse 1 states, and this is in chapter 10, Truly, truly, I say to you, he who does not enter the sheepfold by the door, but climbs in by another way, that man is a thief and a robber. So what he's doing here is he is referring to uh, false Christs and false religious leaders, uh, leaders who are in it for themselves and not in it for the sheep or the flock or the church or the believers. So he's pointing out in this passage the religious leaders of the day were false teachers because they were not in Christ. The sheepfold or the sheep are the true believers in Jesus or as we have come to know the church we all say we're going to go to church but what we need to realize is that we are the church where we go to worship that makes that building a place that holds the church that building that we go to on Sunday is not a church it is a church building it houses the church but it is not the church. We, the believers, are the church. Okay, so moving on to verse 2, we have Jesus saying, But he who enters by the door is the shepherd of the sheep. So what he's saying here is the one who enters by the door is the shepherd of the sheep. What he's saying is that leader is a true leader. That leader is in Christ. A believer in him as God and Messiah is a true shepherd. Before you can be a shepherd and enter in through the door and not come in a back way, not come in through false teaching, but come in through the front door, then you are a true shepherd, a caretaker, and as we've come to know them today, as pastors. Okay, so moving on to verse three, we see Jesus saying, to him the gatekeeper opens, the sheep hear his voice, and he calls his own sheep by name and leads them out. Okay, so what he's saying here, and what we have to keep in mind, is that 
this gatekeeper, this gatekeeper is a hired hand. He watches the gate, but he is not the shepherd of the sheep. They do not primarily care for the sheep directly, but they're more of a gate guard. This would be kind of like if you had a sheep dog in with the sheep. He's not the shepherd. He guards the sheep, but he does not love and care for the sheep. He's just doing a job. Okay, and then he's talking about how the sheep hear his voice. Well, what is, what is he saying? I mean, any, when we talk, anybody can hear our voice, right? But what this is talking about is truly hearing the words of Jesus. The sheep hear his voice. When true believers hear Jesus, they follow and obey. When he's called us, we don't have a choice. We respond in the affirmative and become followers of Christ to the end. Okay, so the last part of verse 3 goes as follows. He calls his own sheep by name and leads them out. So what we're seeing here is when he calls them by name, we are the sheep, the believers are the sheep. Each sheep is called out individually. In other words, when Jesus comes and says, it's your time to follow me, you're gonna quit following your ways and you're gonna start following mine, he is calling you individually as a person, as a human being, as an individual to come to the Messiah and join into the body, become a member of the church and be counted as the sons and daughters of God. All right, so here we're gonna move on to verses four through six. And they say, when he has brought out all his own, he goes before them and the sheep follow him for they know his voice. A stranger they will not follow, but they will flee from him, for they do not know the voice of strangers. This figure of speech Jesus used with them, but they did not understand what he was saying to them. Now he's talking about in verse 6, he's speaking to the religious leaders in this case. So verses 4 through 6, this shepherd that he's describing here, this is the type of shepherd that leaves from the front of the flock. Okay, he's in the open, he's transparent, he is seen by all, and that's the type of shepherd that Jesus is describing here. This is an example of the shepherd leading and the flock following of the master-disciple relationship. New Testament leadership is always by example. So here, Jesus is leading from the front, the shepherd leads from the front, the shepherd is the example to the flock. So we're going to look at 1 Peter chapter 5, verses 1 through 3, as an, a call to imitate the behaviors of a leader. So 1 Peter 5, 1 through 3 reads, So I exhort the elders among you, as a fellow elder and a witness of the sufferings of Christ, as well as a partaker in the glory that is going to be revealed. Shepherd the flock of God that is among you, exercising oversight, not under compulsion, but willingly, as God would have you, not for shameful gain, but eagerly, not domineering over those in your charge, but being examples to the flock. So there's one of many examples of how a good shepherd leads from the front and how he is an example to the flock of believers. 
So true believers do not follow a false teacher. They're not persuaded by false gospels. They run from or avoid strangers. And this is verse 5 where he's talking about they don't follow a stranger, but they'll flee for him for they don't know his voice. Always stay alert. Always check everything that a pastor or a teacher or a TV evangelist or anyone on the radio or me or anyone is telling you. Check it against scripture. Be a good Berean. Always check. All right, at this point, we're going to take a short break, and we'll be right back to continue after this. This episode of Galatians 2.5 Christian Talk is brought to you by Keto Campers, where we're living the ketogenic lifestyle by eating a high-fat, low-carb diet and keeping our bodies healthy. Connect with us now on Facebook, Instagram, and YouTube at Keto Campers, or email us at ketocampers at gmail.com. All right, hello, and welcome back to Galatians 2.5 Christian Talk. Let's continue with our study. So we're going to jump right in and start with verse 7. So Jesus again said to them, Truly, truly, I say to you, I am the door of the sheep. So what Jesus is doing here is he's changing the metaphor from shepherd to door or gate. This uh, is going to illustrate that Jesus is the only way to the Father, and to salvation. He is making this abundantly clear and they just need to understand. So moving right along to verse eight, it says, all who came before me are thieves and robbers, but the sheep did not listen to them. So those who came before Jesus, what he's illustrating here is they could not offer the true way to God. Okay, we had Moses who came and gave the law What does the law do? Ultimately, we know that the law points out your sin. The law itself cannot save you. It has no salvific quality at all. But the law can show you where you're going wrong. So the only true way to God is through Jesus Christ. The false leaders, which were the Pharisees, who were for the most part in it for themselves, and false messiahs, who claimed to be the way to God were these false teachers that he was talking about. All right, so moving right along to verse 9. Jesus says, I am the door. If anyone enters by me, he will be saved and will go in and out and find pasture. So again, he states, I am the door. All of these statements that he's making, this series that we're doing, When he says, I am, he was doing that intentionally. They knew exactly what he was meaning when he said that. The clear meaning of this is the same that he will state again in John 14, 6, that Jesus Christ is the only way to God, the Father, and salvation. By saying, I am the door, he's saying, I'm the only way in. So let's go ahead and turn to John 14 and read verse 6 real quick. All right, so John 14, verse 6. Jesus said to him, I am the way and the truth and the life. No one comes to the Father except through me. That makes it pretty plain, pretty upfront, exactly what he's saying. 
All right, so in verse 10, which this is going to be the verse that we close with for this session, Jesus says, The thief comes only to steal and kill and destroy. I came that they may have life and have it abundantly. So what he's saying here, he's explaining that the false teachers or false shepherds who are in it for their own gain while masquerading as good shepherds are destructive to the flock. So Jesus says, I came that they may have life and have it abundantly. So what he's doing here is he's making a spiritual statement. Okay, this is not on a worldly plane. This is a spiritual statement. The life he's speaking of is eternal life. And once you are saved, you have eternal security. That eternal life, you can be secure in that fact right now, today. And it's not only now, but in the world to come also. And by obedience, that life can be enriched and maybe experienced abundantly. Now, that's what it is. Let's talk about what it's not. This is not a promise of earthly riches, health, or success. Being a Christ follower is not a guarantee of an easy, carefree life. But it is a promise of an eternal reward of eternity spent with Jesus in a perfect heaven and earth. Prosperity gospel, prosperity preachers, you people have it wrong. It's not about money. It's not about cars. It's not about wealth. It's not about success. The spiritual promise of abundant life that Jesus gives to everyone who believes in him is that one day they will spend eternity in paradise with him. That's enough. We don't need any more. Jesus is enough. Okay, so I want to thank you all again for joining in for this episode of Galatians 2.5 Christian Talk. And if you'd like to contact us, we'd love to hear from you. Our email is galatians2v5 at gmail.com. And our Facebook is Galatians 2.5, that's spelled out T-W-O-F-I-V-E. And we'd love to have you join us there and make comments. Uh, next time, we're going to be looking at John 10, verses 11 through 21, where Jesus makes the statement, I am the good shepherd. Now, in closing, we are going to read from Psalm 119, and this week we are on verses 41 through 48. All right, so beginning in verse 41. Let your steadfast love come to me, O Lord, your salvation according to your promise. Then shall I have an answer for him who taunts me, for I trust in your word. And take not the word of truth utterly out of my mouth, for my hope is in your rules. I will keep your law continually, forever and ever. And I shall walk in a wide place, for I have sought your precepts. I will also speak of your testimonies before kings, and shall not be put to shame. For I find my delight in your commandments, which I love. I will lift up my hands towards your commandments, which I love, and I will meditate on your statutes. All right, so I wanted to thank you one more time for joining us for this episode. This is your host, Mark Kublank, 
Thank you for tuning in to Galatians 2.5 Christian Talk, and may God bless you richly.